Well, that's about as stressful as watching football's ever been when Leeds aren't playing. Uh, that was terrifying. Episode 151 of the podcast. I'm Jack, as always, joined by Casey. Hello. To do with Simpsons title. He's gaining on us. I'm scared. <laughs> Come on, Jesse, move this thing. <laughs> There's always a Simpsons quote. Um, yeah, that was very stressful. I was absolutely convinced going into the day that Burnley would win and that Everton would get some. And I was half right. But more importantly, I was half wrong. And that was what was necessary. Uh, still, we really could have done with them both losing, but it was bad. Um, we should briefly mention the last game, just because we haven't actually had time to do one since the last one. Leeds beat Watford 3-0. Doesn't that seem like two months ago? Yeah, that was stressful as well. <laughs> That's the most stressful 3-0 win I've sat through. Yeah, it was. There, a... there was nothing routine <laughs> about that result. No, it was a poor performance, really. Dressed up by a couple of good goals. Um, but it was a massive win. And obviously, I'll take any dodgy win or anything like that at the minute. I mean, you look at where the table is now. We've just, we, you know, this is us on a run of 10 points out of the last 12. Imagine where we would have been. God. I yeah, yeah. Think, I don't want to think so, about it. You know, it's... There's, it's not to be sniffed at, but yeah, Rafinha's goal was excellent. They screwed up for Rodrigo's. Harrison's goal was excellent. Sam Greenwood had a nice cameo off the bench. It was a good performance. Um, it's going to be a weird, truncated podcast, as you can tell. Um, but after that game, where was your confidence level of us staying up? I just assumed we were safe. All felt right with the world. We'd pulled away. We'd, we'd kind of got the wins. What was it? You know, 10 from 12. It still is. Um, yeah. You just say, well, Burnley, you know, Burnley aren't going to pick up that many points. Everton aren't going to pick up many points. Um, so Everton beat Scum. And, and then Burnley, have, what, have they won two now of their last couple of games? Or... Uh... Yeah, but Burnley. Yeah, sorry, they they lost to Norwich, and you you, you were just there thinking, well, this is brilliant, this is the yeah. best thing ever. And then they got a point against West Ham and beat Southampton and beat Wolves. Yeah, and it, look, I mean, in the same way that, well, not even the same way, because in a it's sort of a different thing, but the widespread condemnation of the sacking of Sean Dyche. Maybe there was something else going on that the public aren't privy to. Because them players look a lot more up for it than they did. Mm. Uh, and you never know what's been going on. Um, but yeah, I, was, I wasn't I was thinking, oh, well, we're safe. But I was pretty confident after the Watford game. And it's not even like all the results have gone against us since then. It's just that enough of them have. Yeah, it's that, it's that thinking of... Looking when you're looking at the fixtures and just thinking, well, West Ham are a decent side, and Wolves are cha allegedly challenging for Europe. Yeah, so they should be getting, you know, they should be getting points there. Um, Leicester are a decent side, although they're cursed by Thursday night football now. Um, 
Yeah, and you're just looking, just going, why? Why can't you just lose the games you should lose? Yeah, why can't why won't lose you die? <laughs> yeah, um, I just, I was, I'm so terrified now. It's ridiculous. I, it's, it, I have enough on explaining to Sarah how stressful it is when Leeds are playing and they're in a relegation battle. You know what's really a lot harder to explain? Why I'm so stressed out not even watching, just keeping up with the score of the Burnley game. Because I, I endeavoured to not watch it. And then with 25 minutes left, I couldn't take... Basically, once Burnley went 1-0 up, I couldn't take it anymore and I put it on. I was just trying to watch Chelsea and West Ham instead. Because it'll be less stressful while I'm working. No, I've got to put the Burnley game on now. Um, And I was the same in the Liverpool-Everton game, just like... You you would have, I I didn't get that mad at Richarlison when when we were at Ellen Road. I don't think. No, oh god, some of that, um, some of those theatrics. Yeah, but we'll uh, we'll come to, we we might as well talk about those two games today. So, Burnley won, Wolves nil. Uh, did you actually watch any of it, or did you avoid it for stress reasons? Yeah, I, I didn't watch this one. Um, I chose to watch the footballing classic that was West Ham versus Chelsea at the first mm. half of that, and I thought, no, bollocks to this. I'm I'm just not watching any of this. Yeah, I um, as I say, I, I didn't watch it until Burnley went 1-0 up, and then I watched all the last 25 minutes where Wolves did nothing. Absolutely nothing. There was no threat whatsoever, really, barring one volley. I've since watched the highlights back. Burnley were miles to that side. Uh, they deserved to win the game. Um that was a very frustrating result. But thankfully, Liverpool 2, Everton 0. And they, dragged it, and they dragged it out long enough. It wasn't so much dragging it out. To be honest, as much as I'm loath to say it, Everton, and you know Lampard has set them up like that. They were set up very well. They absorbed pressure. And Anthony Gordon kept getting away down the left because Trent Alexander-Arnold <laughs> is a lot slower than I thought he was. Anthony Gordon's quick, don't get me wrong, but it was running away from him like he were Usain Bolt. Um, That's the threat of relegation. That's that's yeah. the extra half yard. So, like, they, Everton had their chances. They really, they had none of the ball. Like, I believe it was a new record low. Uh, I think Liverpool had 85% of possession. Yeah, there, there was a point when, when it was... For a ten-minute spell, it was ninety-one percent to nine. Yeah, and I they... believe there was a nine percent error of margin. Yeah, <laughs> the you know it was very. I mean, you can play football however you want, but it was very quote-unquote anti-football. Richarlison, I would send Richarlison off every single time I refereed him if I was a ref. He is him and Raúl Jiménez should have a competition for who was the biggest wanker on a football pitch. They're just... Um, the way they roll around on the floor at every opportunity. And then, of course, Richarlison <laughs> actually rolled his ankle and nobody believed him because he'd chucked himself over five times. He did the Connor Cody special as well of just heading a ball clear nowhere near anyone and then laying on the floor. Oh, no, it was better than that because he headed it clear, sprinted out, Saw that I think it was Decore that was up there, had lost possession, then went down. Mm. 
So he'd really thought about this. Yeah. But no, he was he was horrific. Uh, if Everton go down, Wolves should buy Richarlison and watch their games have the ball in play for 15 minutes out of 90. Oh, God. Uh, but Liverpool got the job done. They got the win. That's what was important to us. Uh, so, Leeds United, 16th, 33 points from 32 games. Burnley, 17th, 31 points from 33. In the relegation zone, Frank Lampard's Everton, 18th, 29 points from 32. Uh, Odds-wise, uh, Skybet is the one I've got up. Uh, Everton, odds on to go down now, 4-5. Burnley, 6-4. Leeds, 4-1, which is a 20% chance of going down. If you shop around, you can get 5-1 to one on Leeds, and I'm mentioning that in case anyone has insurance bets, uh, which I'm not having because I had all of mine in about November. Uh, where's your confidence level now? <laughs> I, it very much hinges on... On tomorrow? Yes. <laughs> if we win, I think I'll, I'll be grand, like... Because then we'll be. Does that? What's that? If we win, if we win, we will be seven points clear. Seven points clear of Everton, five points ahead of Burnley. I just, which is the gap you want when you go into the run of games that we're about to have after that. Yeah. Um, If we lose, I still think we'll stay up. But it's going to be a lot more nervy than I would like it to be. Yeah. Well, that sort of answers the next question I was going to have, uh, which is: Is tomorrow night a must-win game? It's it's not a must-win because I I I still think we'll pick up. I I think we'll get another win before the end of the season out of the last five games. Um, and to to be honest, I if we sort of avoid losing one of the Man City, Arsenal, or Chelsea games, I know it's only which a point. I just want to say right now. I think we'll lose all three of those games. I don't like. I don't know because it depends what Arsenal turns up. Aren't true? You know, they are a bit like that. That they, they they can be got at. We you know. On that dreadful run of games, we somehow had a really competitive three-two with with Chelsea. Mm. In was it was it December? I think uh, it was in December, but I'm not good at remembering exactly. Yeah, it was, I think it was because it was just before the drubbing against Arsenal, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, you know. So in and amongst that, Man City. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I am genuinely and I don't think for a second I'll be able to do this but I am going to that Man City game with the thing in mind of just try and enjoy watching a really really good football team if we were four points further ahead than what we are I think you could Yeah, you know like when Arsenal used to come and stick five by us and people would just go God Thierry Henry is good I'd, lo- I want to, I'd, I'd love to be able to do that, but it's too stressful <laughs> and I just can't do it. I mean, what I'd ideally love us to do is somehow fucking shit out a 1 0 win, but I just don't see it happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And again, Palace, who were 
we talked about how well they've done at times this season. Our fourteenth. They they yeah, are they, very um, inconsistent. Yeah, they've won the same number of games as us. They've just drawn four more. Both teams have played thirty-two. Yeah, um, well, that is something that was said. But it's said by any team that's not going to be challenging up at the top. You can take the lower half season, and if you have a couple of them, you feel way better about it. And that's what Paz did. They had a couple of them. And it just makes your season feel so much better. Plus, they've got rid of Hodgson football for Vieiras. And Vieiras isn't, it's not prime Bielsa ball or anything, but it's a lot better than Hodgson's football was. It's vaguely attacking, is it? Yeah. Um, I mean, you look at that team that they've put together now, and I, and I think they've got a very good 15-16 there. Yeah. Um, obviously, Zahar, very good. Conor Gallagher's turned out to be an absolutely fantastic signing. Yeah. Um, and they've actually kind of got something out of Benteke again, who, who's become a a serviceable striker. Yeah, well, he started it back end of last season, didn't he? His form picked right up because his contract was running out. Yeah, he's he's obviously not quite recovered to the to the Aston Villa heights, but um, no, I mean, you know, he's, he's he's got it's it's now sometimes only a couple of weeks between goals as opposed to several months. Yeah, I mean, he probably won't play tomorrow night because we may as well just sashay straight into preview. Sashay. Uh, Away. Away. I know the reference. I don't even know what it's from. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, Drag Race. Maybe. Um, yeah. Like, Benteke probably won't start. It's been Mateta for the last couple of games. And before that, Edward started. Like, I do think Benteke is... He's got... It's not even that different. Like, I think he's the third best of those three strikers. Mm. Uh, but I, Edward is the one that I think probably has the highest ceiling, but he hasn't settled as well. Mateta, he works hard. He's got good pace. He's, he's been in decent nick, even though he hasn't been scoring shed loads. But it's more the wings that terrify me with the way we play. Zaha left, and probably, because he's back fit, it'll probably be Elise on the right instead of Ayu. Yeah. If it was Ayu, I wouldn't be particularly... I'd just be worried about Zaha, but when they're both playing, I'm very worried about both. Yeah, it's they've got a going forward. They look quite good. They've kind of got a, a very strong sort of front four. Um, you've got you can add Eze to that as well. Yeah, uh, I doubt he'll start, but he's a really good player. Uh, you know, it's going to be Conor Gallagher breaking from deep and yeah. Zaha. Unfortunately, with them, they are players that come inside more anyway. Which that is true. They do tend as to opposed to Wolves, where they were more dedicated wingers. Well, that's the thing. Though, when it's coming inside, like Elise coming in on the one, I think he's good enough that he will be able to beat him. But I think defensively, that's better for Dallas than if they're going outside. Hmm. Whereas for Ailing, it's the complete opposite. And it's not just because it's the weak foot. I think Ailing's stronger defending outside than he is inside. Uh, and I just, I've, 
yeah, Zaha really worries me. Obviously, you were saying Conor Gallagher's had a really good season, and he has. Quite how dangerous he is might depend on formation, because sometimes they're 4-3-3, and sometimes it's 4-2-3-1. Either way, it'll be Gallagher. It's just whether he's coming from deep or starting further forward. Uh, I think they'll be 4-3-3, because I think they'll want the legs of a schlup in midfield. And if it's a... Yeah, so I've seen them play him centre-mid a few times this season. Yeah. Which... He's done right. it quite a lot. I think he did it last season as well, to be honest. But if he if he if it's four two three one, it probably won't be him because it'll be Kiate and and probably MacArthur or probably not Milivojevic because I don't think he plays anymore really. But if it's a three, if you've got Kiate sitting and then Gallagher right, Schlup left, that's a better balance in midfield. So I think they'll do it like that. Yeah. Um... Uh, their their centre backs are pretty good as well. Joachim uh, Anderson and Mark Gay. Whose surname he's now played for England? I still have no idea how you pronounce it because every commentator says it differently. Whether it's gay Gwehi. or gay or gurhi or gwehi or gway, <laughs> Gwehi. Yeah. Um, I ought to watch like a set of Palace highlights where he scores, but on their YouTube channel because they'll be saying it right. They'll have checked. Oh, you'd hope so. <laughs> um, left back Tyreek Mitchell. Just got in the England squad. Good player, comes along the ball, really good at one-on-one defending, which should be a very interesting... I mean, I know obviously our players are going to cut inside, but it's still Rafinha. He's still going to end up wide sometimes. That'll be a very interesting duel because that's... That could go either way. It makes me think that we could really do with Jack Harrison having a good game against Nathaniel Klein on the other side, or Joel Ward, depending on who starts, but it'll probably be Klein. Yeah... Um, I'm just trying to think. So it's a, again, it's likely to be James and Rodrigo as a a front two ish. Yeah, it, it sometimes together, sometimes Rodrigo off James, depending on how the game is. And then, so the the, the one the the bit of team news injury wise, I think is most pertinent will be Farshaw with his fractured kneecap, and that's yeah, him for the I'll... season. Yeah, out for the season. Uh, it's a real shame for him again. Um, so, likely Phillips straight into the team and him and Click in the middle. Yeah, I can't say... Well, I mean, Marsh even said in his press conference, we've now got Phillips back to 100% and he will start against Palace. And I, one question I've actually got noted down here is just Calvin Phillips will replace for sure. Will there be any other changes? And I can't really see there being. No. I would be tempted by cocking for Urente, but I, I would definitely, I would definitely do that, but I don't think it's going to happen. No, um, yeah, Urente had something of a of a game against. Sorry, Watford. I've just realised. I've just realised we've said. I've just said Phillips in for Falshaw because I was thinking about it, but I'd forgotten actually. Falshaw was injured for the Watford game. Robin Cock played with Click. Oh yeah. So, uh, so sorry, Calvin, Calvin Phillips will come in for cock. Any other <laughs> Woof. Um, yeah, I, I think I think Robin Cock goes to the bench. There's talk of Furpo possibly being back in. I don't think in with in contention for starting, but. There's talk of him potentially being back sooner than was thought. 
Yeah, it's it's a weird one with Firpo because in theory, he should suit Jesse Marsh's football a bit better. And in theory, he's a better left-back than Stuart Dallas. On the evidence of what I've seen, he isn't. <laughs> no, I, I, I wonder with him now, and obviously it depends on what happens in the summer, but how much it would benefit him to have a, a full pre-season under Marsh and, yeah. and kind of have that as a reset for him. I, I honestly, if we don't get an injury between now and end of season, or if we don't end up in a position where, say, the Brentford game, we're safe. And I'm definitely not expecting that to happen. He, Firpo wouldn't start another game for me this season. I'm no. not saying he doesn't start the first day of next season. No, but... I, I, th- I think you stick... And to be honest, I, I very much think at this point, you probably stick with this eleven. Yeah, just because the results... To be honest, I think Stuart Dallas had a couple of really bad games in this run of four. We've just got away with him. Mm. Uh, So, but I still think that you're better with the settled team that is that has won the games. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping as well. This, this, I know some of the players have been away, um, but hopefully, in this this extra time without the game, we'll have, have done them a bit of good. I don't think any amount of time between games would will be able to correct how dreadful the passing was in the Watford game. I don't think that was anything to do with the system. That was just awful passing. Yeah, it was a it was a poor quality game. We took two teams that looked very nervy. And what sort of game do you think this one will be? Do you think it'll be similar in the way it executes? Or do you think this will be a marginally better game? <clears throat> um, I think it'll still be a fairly frantic game. You know, uh, they they've got players who are that are set to to break forward fairly quickly. So I don't think there's going to be long periods of of them just sort of slowing the game down and trying to hold on to possession because I don't think that's that particularly suits them. Mm-hmm. So I can see it being I can see them being a better version of Watford. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I think with the quality of players they have, and especially with Zahara and Elise, uh, we can't just be giving it away as, as often as we were last time, because I think we will be punished if we do it again. Yeah. The the one thing that should help compared to when we've played them previously, and I mean, I know we beat Metal and Road with a late penalty, but the good thing is, like, if, for instance, Zahara is dropping deep to try and run at people, because we've the way we're now playing, we do have more men back. So it's not like it was before, where if he beats one, he's gone. Now if he yeah. beats one, you know, if he beats Ailing, Juventus coming across, and whoever's right set, whoever's on the right of Click and Phillips can drop in and come across as well. It's so this formation in theory, the way we're playing now is a lot, it's a lot more solid against a team like this. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to find the the game from the start of the season, to be honest. I've completely forgotten about it. Uh, it was not much of a game. And then in like the 92nd minute, Rafinha swung in a corner, Cooper's header, and Mark Gahey blocked it with the most obvious handball you're ever going to see in your life. And Rafinha scored the pen. Oh, so it was uh, Tyler Roberts starting up front as well. Oof. 
Um, depending on uh, how you read this, but I think this might have been Pascal Stroik at left back as well. Uh, that I don't remember, but it's very possible. I still think, and I said this before the Watford game, that there is an argument for that. Mm. Just defensively, because we're not getting much goal. We're not getting a great deal going forward <coughs> out of his fullbacks at the minute anyway. But the mm. problem is, in theory, they're our only wide threat. And I don't think Strout gets is able to do it when he does get forward. But defensively, like for, against Man City, I think I might do it. Yeah. Might pick a back forward like, of Ailing. Cock or Juventus, Cooper and Strauk. I don't I think I don't he's going to play Charlie Cresswell in that game as well as an extra player. I still think we'll probably get hammered. Yeah, well, just as a 12. Yeah. Um, Seems there fair. Is one, there is one thing that we uh, we ended up skipping by because we just ended up talking about the Palace game. Uh, on Friday night, we went to Ellen Road and watched the 23s. Yeah. In, in a lovely family friendly atmosphere. And that bloke. And that bloke who was upset about my me putting my feet on the seat in front of me, which yeah. didn't have anyone sat in it. I was yeah. put my and, feet on another person. Yeah, and I'm, and just and I'm for, very just, tall. Yeah, just for context, I my legs don't fit in that, and he is five inches taller than me. Uh, uh, according to one woman, I am seven foot tall. Yeah, which is not I, true. You're like six foot and a bit. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was the funny thing. Everyone laughing at KC because when we went one 0 up through Matteo Joseph with a really nice finish, everyone jumped up to celebrate. And KC could not stand up because nope. his leg was stuck under the seat in front of him, and yeah, not was... like at the shin. His knee was under the folded bit of the plastic. Yeah, I was. I was very much wedged in. Yeah, I was uh, kind of stuck. I was very happy though. Yeah. So more than one person suggested to him. Move one seat to your right and put your feet on that empty seat. It's not going to hurt anyone. So he did yeah, so. We were, we were 25 minutes in. No one was arriving. Yeah. And everyone was laughing about it. Ha ha, look at the tall guy. And this one bloke was absolutely furious with him. It's just, he said it was disgusting. It was yeah. amazing. It was, it was hilarious. And... Uh, Everyone around us kept tapping us on the shoulder to talk about what an arsehole he was. But I'll tell you, he was basically a regular Liam Delap, who I nearly called Rory Delap then, but that's his dad. Uh, so, yeah, Matteo Joseph put us 1 0 up early on, uh, set up by Sean McGurk, who did have a good game. Um, good little finish at the near post. It's been pointed out on Twitter by someone. Once I saw it back on the TV camera, the way he strikes a ball is so like Rodrigo, it's uncanny. He, he looks very like Rodrigo as well. Mm. And you don't want to just have it be, they both they both are Spanish, sort of. Because huh? Rodrigo... That's questionable clean. about Rodrigo. And, yeah, and Matteo Joseph is sort of British. <laughs> I mean, his cousin's Emil Heskey. Um, But no, it was a good start And then, unfortunately For about 25 minutes Leeds didn't play very well And got punished by better players Yeah, it was was kind of like They they have some very talented players in there Under 23s Well, were the goals Cole Palmer and that Keiki That Brazilian lad that they signed? 
both of them they balls out to the right where the behind the fullback calm place finish across the keeper no real chance of saving it uh you don't want to have a got young players but liam liam mccallan a couple of times sprinted forward 15 yards for no reason and then just let him in behind him it, it wasn't great uh but who impressed you in the 23 side um I, I thought the obvious standout was was Somerville, and he was he was a constant th- threat throughout. And I thought going forward, McGurk had a good game. I thought defensively, would when he probably should have started working back a little bit after he'd been exposed a few times. Um, and I th- and to be honest, I, th- I thought Bate and Jenkins did very well in midfield, especially in the second half. Mm. I th- I th- you know, there was a long period of that at that second half, pretty much from kick-off to Somerville going off where I, I thought we were genuinely on top. I thought they did really well. <clears throat> Fernandez put himself about very well. I know you've asked me who impressed me and I've listed half the team already, but... That's uh, But, you know, the, the the obvious one was was Somerville who their, their left-back just looked so afraid to get too close to him. Yeah. Uh, he, he, just, he just shouldn't be playing under 23 football, should he? No, he, he, he should be playing first team football somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> getting back to the Eredivisie for a season. I'll tell you well, what, I, Anthony's going to be leaving Ajax. Get him in the side there for a year. Yeah. Well, um, I believe he's got one year left in his contract after this. So you would think Leeds would try and get him on a new deal and send him out on loan, you would assume. Hmm. Uh, I had McGurk and Bay on my list as well. I also thought, as I, and I've said, I've mentioned it before. No one Kenner has come on a mile in the last six months. He's much better than he was. Uh, and the I believe the only two te- like full-time pros at Leeds whose contracts are up in the summer are Liam McCarran and No one Kenner. Yeah, there's, there's uh, no one else. Everyone else is, is tied down. Do um, you think either of them will get a new deal? For for the position that the twenty threes are, I would probably at least give them an an, an extra year because I don't, I, I, you know, I don't watch the under eighteens enough or anything like that to know who who would kind of be the next option. But um, I certainly think with Kenny, I think we'll struggle to do to find someone better for that role. Yeah, that, that's coming that's coming through. Yeah, the um, way I, I agree, the way that Ken has kicked on this last, I I think that he's, I think he's worth giving trying to get on another country, uh, get on another contract. Uh, and I mean, it, the the good thing with Ken is he's still only nineteen. The reason I'm a bit more hesitant to give one to McCallan is he's twenty one. The good thing about Noah Kenner is that he's only nineteen, but his mind is older. Yeah, the streets of Zwedru were colder. That's the city he was born in because I was just checking his age. Hmm. And, you know, it'd be nice to have a Liberian. Um, Just because, name something about Liberia that isn't, they celebrate Thanksgiving or George Way as president. (laughs) Well, and again, one of those random facts you, you find out is that basically when they came up with the flag, it was because they really liked America. Oh yeah, they, they, that's why they celebrate Thanksgiving. They're they are. Like they're, they're all in on America. 
And George um, Weyer, obviously, who's clearly yeah. just the best person to ever come out of that country. But no, I um, I, I'd like to see Kenner get a new contract. And if you'd have asked me that in October, there's absolutely no chance I'd have said the same. But he's really, really kicked on. He had a few times in this game where someone was running at him one-on-one. And he like backed off, but he backed off the exact right amount and then made a really good tackle. Mm. Um, and then late on, like we were pushing for a goal and uh, Liam Delap got the winner. Well, sealed it, made it 3-1. Uh, I, I said it was definitely going wide. It was an own goal before the deflection. And he then he ran over to a load of seven-year-olds and shushed them and gave it the big I am, which was a bit weird. <laughs> you know what? I found that really funny. Oh yeah, it was just watch, weird. Watch I was just, back. Yeah, I didn't get angry. I just went, "Huh, odd choice." But I hadn't realised going into that game that that sealed the title for them. Yeah, because at first I thought they were just being very dramatic about a a three-one win hmm. when a, a couple of them dropped to the knees and and were laid down. I was like, "All right, lads, calm down." Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you know. It was a disappointing result, but it, I don't think they did themselves well in in terms of their their position in the league. Not helpful, but in terms of I think how people view the twenty threes, I don't think they did themselves any harm in that game. I thought there was a lot yeah. of positives to take from that. Um, no, I, I do think that like Leeds were worth a point. Yeah, and, and, and you don't want to sort of get into this with under twenty threes football. But how on earth their goalkeeper stayed on the pitch is beyond me. Oh, yeah. I kind of skipped by that because you don't want to talk about referees. But, yeah. I mean, some of them went round him and he just absolutely cleaned him out. And he gave him a yellow because there was a defender running back to the goal line. But my argument is if the last defender just cleaned you out deliberately Mm. and there's a goalkeeper in goal, that's a clear goal-scoring opportunity and a red card. So if the goalkeeper clears you out and there's a defender on the line who can't use his hands, that's, if anything, a better goal-scoring opportunity. And he's definitely a red card. And then about five minutes later, some of them flip the ball over him and uh, Slicker, their goalkeeper, just came flying out and took him out again. And that should have been a penalty and a second yellow. Yeah, just... So... Yeah, the... <laughs> it's quite funny seeing... What was it? Twenty twenty one thousand three hundred that we had there, and twelve because the number just came back to me. Um, but yeah, it's it's quite funny at an under twenty threes game when you you've got a lot of a lot more kids there. You know, very family friendly type game, and everyone's getting all the referees back because he's been dreadful. Well, it was fair enough. Oh yeah, it was entirely because he fair. was dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, a good a good afternoon had by some. Yeah, it was a it was it was nice to go. I, I definitely hope we can keep this thing up of having a fair few twenty threes games at Ellen Road because I think it's good for all involved. Um, yeah. Right. So, have we have we missed anything news wise? I don't think we have, have we? No. So there's just prediction for tomorrow night. You can guess what I'm going to do. Yeah, Jack, Jack's going with a lose two nil. Solid four all draw. Um, yeah, lose two nil. I've kept predicting losses, and we haven't lost in the last four, so lose two nil. Except for I might have, I might have said we were going to beat Norwich though, because it was Norwich. <laughs> and, mm, 
We nearly didn't. Um, two one lead. God, I hope you're right. Um, it's going to be. I know nothing. It's going to be really stressful again because I believe we're watching missing the pub, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't in all help. Fairness, it, in all fairness, it's going to be stressful wherever we watch it. That's true. It, it'd be stressful if I just didn't watch it. Yeah. Even if I didn't look at Twitter, I'd just be sat there. Just if you just <laughs> if you just laid face down in a pillow, just ignored everything, you'd still know that it was happening. Yeah. Um, well, I will, that will do us for episode 151 of my podcast. Uh, I just, God, I hope that when we come back in a couple of days, that we've got a win from this. It would make everything so much better. We're definitely staying up if we win. We're probably staying up if we win. Uh, Bold statements. Yeah, I've been Jack's here. Casey, have a good one. In a bit.